Hello, Hello Media. Hey guys, it's Kevin, and welcome to the actual Kevin Peters show where I talk about business, culture, food, technology, and music. So I know I've been on a hiatus, and that is mainly because I've completely overestimated the amount of work I can do myself as one person. And I think it's because I'm from the camp that I truly believe anyone can do anything, but not necessarily everything. And that is definitely the case here. I've underestimated the amount of work and time it takes to build a restaurant uh, from the ground up. And the restaurant right now, it's, it's kind of skewed for me. It's only about 6 or 7% of my investment portfolio, but it's taking about like 90% of my time. Anyways, um, I'm, I, I'm back now and I have a few episodes lined up for the podcast. I think the last time I talked to you guys was in late May before the launch of the restaurant and that was with uh, my friend Kristen Shi. and if you haven't heard that podcast yet it's probably my favorite so far as Kristen had laid out a lot of really good points about uh, starting a business which is really resonating with me right now especially in the early cycles that I'm going through and if you guys are ever thinking about uh, launching an online business or you have a business and is thinking about acquiring some digital real estate and opening up your own Shopify store one day I'd highly recommend you go back. I mean, um, Kristen right now, she's doing sales at PNG. She recently finished up at Shopify and worked at another very prominent and up and coming startup in Toronto right now. So if you haven't heard uh, that podcast, especially for those who are thinking about launching a business, uh, I definitely recommend going back and listening to that one right after this one. And for those of you guys who notice, we have a new theme song intro. So shout out to my buddy, Tony. He made the track and man, listen to this kid's like awesome producer tag. Like what? Like now I want one and it's not like I'm going to produce anything, but still like I want one now. So we're going to bring Tony in for a few projects um, for another venture that the Hollow Hollow team is working on. And we're really excited to have him on board. So if you guys are actually interested in uh, working with Tony for any music projects or sound projects that you might have, he's actually uh, up and coming in the underground music scene in Toronto and he's already produced a few of his own music videos. So um, in the description, I'll tag his contact information uh, at the bottom if uh, any of you guys are interested so today is episode six and I am going to be talking about cash flow and cash flow management now I know what most of you guys are probably thinking right now you guys are uh, on your commute working out at the gym or at your desk and listening to this and you're probably like 
man, I didn't wait like four weeks for this kid to talk about the most boring subject about business. Well, let me tell you a story. So the restaurant has probably been, it's been open for about six months now, one and a half officially, uh, five months under the radar um, since we've had the location, uh, just to have a soft launch and not really market that we're open, just so we could uh, have a few customers in, test out the back office of the kitchen, trying to figure out if there are any inefficiencies uh, that we need to iron out before we officially launch. So I have about five months of data and month over month or, or week by week, I'm, I'm seeing that a business that was initially nothing, like I'm seeing it potentially turn into something and it's exciting. I'm doing the bookkeeping with my accountant and the business week by week, month by month, um, it's it's showing signs of profitability. It, it is profitable um, for the most part. But here's a but. There's probably about three or four times now that I could count where there is no cash in the bank, even though we are profitable. So trying to explain to uh, your immigrant parents that, um, hey guys, don't worry, we're, we're profitable, uh, even though there's zero cash in the bank. Don't worry, we're, we're using a technique called accrual-based accounting. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that shit doesn't really fly with them. I want to use this episode to talk about cash flow and not really the cash part, but most importantly, the second half of that, which is the flow. At the early stage of any venture, it could take a while until you can turn your assets or any of the profits which you were able to make into some positive cash flow. Even in the food industry, I mean, as something as simple as you make lemonade, you sell lemonade, you get cash. Well, I mean, you might make cash, but you still have to cover a lot of your overhead, like any rent, hydro, gas that your lemonade stand might need, I guess. And then uh, people, uh, inventory, so you could do it all over again, as well as any liabilities that you have to take on. So, I mean, for Hollow Hollow, breaking even for us, is it's going to take a while. And just anyone in general, it will take a while before you guys break even. But at the start, it's mainly because you will spend a lot of cash or take on some sizable debts in hopes to increase cash flow in the near future to become greater than your cash outflows. To put things into perspective, if you could imagine a line, which would be your timeline, and you are at the start of the line, which is the present, and at the end of the line is your future, any payments that you receive in between now and then is your cash inflows, and any payables that you are required to pay are your cash outflows. And your goal on average is to make sure that your cash inflows are greater than your outflows. And yeah, it sounds quite simple. And I mean, at this high level, it's pretty obvious what you should be doing. But once you start getting into inventory cycles, especially in the retail business, where you have a staggered stream of cash coming in and a staggered stream of cash going out, in between the cycles where you take cash, uh, buy inventory, and the time it takes for you to get that inventory, sell it, turn it into cash and for that cash to be deposited back into your bank account. In that time period, you could start 
pushing your money around in various ways, which could start to become quite complex. In reality, when you provide uh, a service or a product or even food in this case, your customer might not always pay you right then and there. They could ask to pay tomorrow or in a week if the transaction might be too uh, large for them, they might ask to pay in installments over the next four weeks. And that also goes the same uh, with you. If you are the customer in this case and you have a supplier that is provided you with some sort of invoice, you might not pay it then and there. You might pay it in a month or you might pay it over uh, some installments as well. And that's when cash flow can get complex is when you have these different streams of cash coming in from various projects within the same corporation and various cash outflows coming out. Being able to match inflows and outflows together where you are net positive uh, over a certain time frame. Uh, that's when cash flow management becomes quite important. So I'm going to give you guys some tips uh, to improve your cash flow, whether it be for your own business, uh, a side project, um, for your own personal bank accounts, or even if you manage cash flow at a large company. Anyways, um, so tip one, uh, speed up your receivables. If someone owes you money, shorten the time that you give them to pay back or make them pay up front, however way you want to do it. I mean, if it's if if the transaction's too large, you can even negotiate 25 or 50% up front and the rest over the next couple of weeks to and and make sure you have their credit card info. That way you could charge them in intervals. It's important that you reduce the time it takes for you to get paid. You are you're you're not a bank. So try not to operate your business like one. There is no reason for you to leave money off the table and give your customers time to pay back. If you do, you're you're essentially acting like a short-term lender who doesn't charge any interest and the time uh, in between uh, the cash flow is more precious than the, that cash itself. And the cash that you do get in between your inventory cycles, before you have to pay out, you can use that cash to buy other assets that could eventually make more cash flow. I mean, there are probably some businesses that you might be in or in situations that you do have to let people uh, pay back over time. But if you can help it without damaging the relationship between the, the two parties, reduce the amount of time it takes for you to receive your cash. Now for tip two, increase the amount of time it takes for you uh, to pay people back. And yeah, yeah, I know it, it does kind of sound contradictory to the first statement, but uh, hear me out. With cash flow, essentially your goal is when people owe you money, you want to reduce the amount of time for those receivables to come in. But when you owe someone money, you want to prolong or, or stretch the amount of time for those payables to come out of your bank account. And you want to obviously do this in a ethical way, of course. So for example, let's say you have a supplier that provides your business with inventory and they give you an invoice for you to pay it back within 30 days. Don't pay it back right away. Pay it off in like 28 or 29 days. If they're giving you a month 
uh, to pay it off, then use it. And when it, it's time to pay back, use a different instrument than cash. Try using credit. One, you're building credit for the business, but two, you're effectively giving yourself another 30 days to pay it off. Now you've just done some crazy financial jujitsu and you've pushed back a payment by two months. Two months is insane, especially in the retail or food industry where your cash conversion cycles or your inventory cycles are one and a half or, or two weeks long. You've effectively generated cash flow for four cycles before you have to pay any of it back. Like to me, that is proper cash flow management. Tip three, if you have time in between uh, your next inventory cycle and you're sitting on sufficient uh, cash, you can use that cash to pay off some debts to lower your interest rates on your next payables. But what you could also do is you could buy an asset which can produce more cash flow or hold on to the cash until you have enough money to buy an asset. Um, you guys have probably heard the saying that, oh, uh, you know, cash is king. Cash is the lifeblood of a business. Well, like that, that is partially true. But what is cash? Cash is worthless. It's paper. It's it's numbers on a computer. It's a medium of exchange. It's in place of something. It sits in your bank account waiting to be converted into something of real value, tangible value, like capital or equipment for your business that can produce more cash flows or, or generate more customers. By having a lot of cash in your bank, it, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Um, my mom always says that like, you know, and a lot of people can relate this, to this. Like if you're sitting on a lot of cash, um, in your bank account, uh, you feel good. You know, that cash is, is stored value. It's like stored energy. It, it, it's holding a lot of potential energy. And once the opportunities present itself, you can burn the cash to buy up all the assets or to act on all the opportunities that get presented for you. Uh, whereas if you didn't have the cash in your bank account, but if you're sitting on too much cash, it could also be a sign that you're not using um, your accounts and the money that you have uh, effectively. Uh, to wrap up tip three, um, use the cash that you have to buy, to essentially buy assets that will create more cash flows or pay off payables that will reduce your cash outflows uh, in the future. And finally, tip four, uh, which you can use this for a business or even in your personal accounts. Whenever you have cash inflows, you should automate how the money goes through your accounts. Like with us, when money comes in, money gets partitioned into a tax account uh, for whenever we have to pay out every quarter and um, pay our, like our business expenses. Uh, money goes into a emergency fund um, because you should always have, you know, especially with a business or even if you're personal self, you should have uh, some emergency funds for any type of uh, unexpected things that could happen. And finally, with a business, you should have an account uh, for expansion. So we have one bank account that's literally labeled uh, war, like war expansion chest. So whenever money pools in that once, we have enough money to buy something that will expand the business or increase the business um, either physically or online, we will deplete that account. Like I can't wait to deplete uh, the war chest account because it, it means that we're using it to buy an asset that will really bring in much more cash flow in the future. Either it could be 
uh, a business license, it could be another location, it could be a new line of business for us. Um, but what you should do um, with the final tip is if you haven't yet, even if you're with your own personal bank accounts, you can literally call up your bank and hey, I want a, a bank account for uh, taxes. I want one for uh, real estate. I want one for health and nutrition. You could literally siphon off $7 from your, your income or, or $10 or $20 and use that to um, buy protein or food or, or whatever. So depending on what type of lifestyle you want to live or depending on the type of business you want to run and what type of projects you want to invest in, you should start uh, partitioning your bank account into uh, kind of like a money highway. So your your checkings account becomes like a highway. The moment money gets deposited in, um, you should have it automatically set up so money gets partitioned into all these different bank accounts. So um, once uh, it's time to pay off taxes or time to expand or time to uh, uh, pay off a mortgage or something like that, uh, you know the money is in the accounts because it's automatically set up for you that way. And it's easy. It's easier for accounting because everything gets labeled um, this way. So now with me, I have like several accounts set up online. Uh, so it's, it's much more easier for me to organize my life. I have the one checkings account or I have like two, one for US and Canadian. But after that, I have all these different buckets or, or accounts uh, that my money gets more organized in. I mean, like for me, like as an example, I have you know, a mortgage pool fund where um, I use that fund to manage um, real estate. I have one literally labeled crypto asset fund. So money goes in there if I ever want to uh, invest in cryptocurrency. Uh, it, you might, it might sound a little excessive, but I have a funeral pool. So in case, you know, I might die one day, I don't want anyone paying for my funeral. I have like, I think, I think it's set up. So a dollar every day, like kind of like gets put into there. I have a short-term liquid reserve uh, that's not like super emergencies, but it's kind of like mini emergencies. I have uh, one called a mad scientist fund. So some money gets like pulled into there. And if I ever want to do like a crazy experiment or, or start off like another business idea or uh, just do a random experiment, like get my DNA tested, like I'll just I use that money for that. Uh, I have a health and nutrition fund because I'm getting a little chubby now and uh I should start uh, going to the gym and spending more money on like healthy food. And I have one for um, charity and private equity. So you like you guys can organize your accounts the way you want to. Like this is kind of how I do it. But uh, at least a bare minimum, you should have a, an account, like a checkings account, a savings account for uh, emergencies. Uh, definitely one for one or two for lifestyle if you if you want to save up for that motorcycle or if you want to um uh, save up for you know something like i guess indulgent um just set up your bank accounts this way not just for your personal accounts but also your business all right guys so that's pretty much it for today's episode i know it's a little short but it is um it is an important talk and it's it's something that i'm going through through now like all these tips are things that you know, I, I kind of knew, but I never really practiced. And now that, um, like with the restaurant, I'm really seeing um, that I need to be more disciplined with um, 
how money comes in, how money comes out, how long it takes for them to come in and come out, and how to label it. And uh, now I'm in a position where uh, a lot of people on the team are like, hey, we should buy this. You know, we should invest in this. We should um, spend money on marketing or spend money on uh, streamlining some of the operations. Well, now uh, I have to, like, we all have to sit together and make conscious decisions on, okay, if I spend money on marketing, that means I can't spend money on renovating for another three three weeks or, or another two months. Now, if I spend money on renovating, that could mean um, we can't fund some of the, the marketing uh, campaigns that we're doing. So uh, right now it's a balance and uh, it's something that like we're all going through right now. And it's really cool to uh, document and kind of show you guys um, some of the uh, decisions that we have to make uh, as we go through this journey. So um, yeah, that's it for today's episode. I have a few other episodes lined up. Um, I don't know when they'll be coming out. So I mean, uh, we'll just have to see. I, I already know the topics for the next three and I know who to invite. It's just um, in the terms of, of timing uh, between some of the other projects that I'm working on uh, right now. So anyways, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, I know it's been a while, but don't worry. Uh, we'll be producing a lot more content, whether it be my podcast or the other projects within Holo Holo Media. I will post um, a link to our Instagram account at the bottom. Uh, please follow and you, you'll definitely see a lot of uh, content coming out from us and, and the rest of the Holo Holo team. All right, guys, uh, until next time. Thanks again. Thanks again.